Three, two, one. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's been a couple of weeks, but we are so glad to uh, be back with you. We um, have had some adventures in between, and we're moving forward with all kinds of surprises for you through Restore 7. So we're hard at work here, but we are excited about this topic today that we're going to discuss and, you know, just everything that we bring to up for discussion is meant to be a conversation starter between you and the Holy Spirit. And Johnny and I don't pretend to like exhaustively cover each of these topics that we bring up. And prayer is certainly one that we cannot cover in one up for discussion episode. Right. So we are going to begin the discussion though. And specifically, we're going to talk about the how, the what, and the why of prayer, and especially as it relates to the importance of prayer in the Seven Mountain Mandate and what that means for each of you, each of us, in our individual assignments that God has given us for impacting and changing the world, and what is the, the, um, the role of prayer in our lives. So we're going to start pretty basic and um, just hopefully re-motivate all of us in this understanding of prayer. Yeah, so, you know, and we're going to get into at some point here, which kind of naturally will, will gravitate there, even, you know, a topic that's come up for discussion, even as it relates to our message of Seven Mountain Mandate and the priority of showing up in society how much value do we put on prayer? Is there undervaluing of prayer in that? And so just where you hear um, us actually addressing that as a, as a topic is important. But yeah, there, we could ask all, all the questions on what, when, why, where. And I think, you know, particularly three questions of what is prayer? Why is prayer? And how is prayer? We can say where is everywhere. It's an easy one to do. But what is prayer? And um, so I'll just start with something. And if, you know, this one's a pretty simple one. But to me, what is prayer is talking to God. And so that's why when you understand that, it's not, well, some people are called to pray and some people are not called to pray because we all have to talk to God. And um, prayer doesn't have to begin with our Father or dear Jesus um, Holy Spirit. There's some argue. You get into the nuances of prayer. There's some like, well, it's inappropriate to actually pray directly to the Father. Um, you have to pray through Jesus and um, and send the request that way, and then or the Holy Spirit. But I'm I'm just pretty sure that <laughs> it can't be that complicated. There won't be a demerit on our, you know a report card on earth for you kept talking directly to the Holy Spirit instead of like Jesus or, you know, like they're one. And so I'm, I'm thinking we're okay. I find myself drawn. I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but sometimes I just feel like it's the Holy Spirit I'm talking to. And it's funny. Sometimes I'm like, this, I'm, it's Jesus. It's almost like led by the spirit there. And then sometimes, uh, father, yeah, uh, you know, and, kind of almost the bigger picture it is, the more I'm talking to the Father. Mm. And the smaller picture it is, the more I'm talking to Jesus. I'm just thinking this out loud that that's... Interesting. Um, how it happens, uh, um, how it happens for me. But so that's what 
prayer is just talking to God. Anything to add on that part, Elizabeth? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, this is a hard topic for me because I, it's an area that I tend to, when I'm honest with myself, feel shame over because I feel like I'm not much of a prayer warrior. And um, it's going to surprise a ton of people out there. <laughs> But when you put it as simple as talking to God, yeah. Exactly. I'm a really good talker. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure God feels talked to enough by me. Um, So, you know, but even just, just bringing up the topic, I think it's important to like check with your own heart and see, is this an area that you you feel that sense of performance connected to it? And let's like deal with that first. Yeah, that's a good... That's good. Bringing up your own sense there, you get into the performance thinking around it because you kind of think the traditional way you're raised, whether directly or intentionally so or or unintentionally, is like you no know, prayers when you pull aside, sit down, you get on your knees, you start in the corner, you fold your hands, you dear Jesus, and you do something um, or another, and and yeah, there's value in the intentionality in that way, but I do know that you are in constant communication with the Lord and the Holy Spirit all day through all things that you do. And Out of sheer desperation, to be well, that's, honest that's, with that'll you. That'll go you to know? our part two in a second here. <laughs> Out on of wh- sheer desperation. On why. But, you know, I, I remember back um, the, the school that I went to most of my years all the way through high school was a private Christian school. And, you know, we, we prayed, you prayed at the beginning of every class and, um, I was around prayer and I was around prayer lists and, um, what did we call it? Like prayer requests. Oh yeah. That was a big thing, you know, give prayer requests. And because my mom was sick with cancer, we were always on the prayer lists of, you know, prayer request list. And, um, and, you know, I also grew up, um, in a setting like you did where things of the Holy Spirit were embraced, not in school, but at home. And so there was a lot of emphasis on um, praying and connecting with the Holy Spirit and your spirit. And so I feel like I got kind of really immersed in that from young, but I also remember several of the women, including my own mom, my birth mom, and then my mom that adopted me, they all seemed to me so diligent at writing down and daily praying over prayer requests. And um, we even get prayer requests from many of you. You'll you'll mail in a letter, a handwritten letter saying, please pray and agree with me for this and yeah. this. And, um, and we do pray mm-hmm. and agree over those. But it, it it put it into this sense of like, if I'm really mature in my prayer life, then I'm going to maintain a list and everyone that I tell I'm going to pray for, I actually put on this list and I sit down every day somewhere and I pray over these. And because I've tried that and failed so many times where I've made a list and I've listed all of our family members and I'll, I'll like commit to it for a short time, but there's something about it that for me feels so inauthentic. Um, because I'm like, I already like had a conversation with the Lord about 
all of these things just on the fly as they come up. It's like, it's more of like a, like a, just exposing my heart to the Lord. This is, you see the desire of my heart and I want what you want for this. And so let's just align our hearts over this or this person or this situation. So I've learned to give myself a little bit of grace in that, but I think it's important as we define what prayer is to even differentiate between prayer and intercession. So as you said, everyone's called to pray and it's not something you can, you can't, sub out your prayer life to someone else because that's your personal relationship and ongoing conversation dialogue with God, whether it's Jesus, Holy Spirit, or the Father versus intercession. Yeah. And I think we'll get onto the intercession component definition of it more when we say how, okay? because we're going to cover what it is, which is kind of what we just did. It's pretty simple. Talking to God. Why? And then that goes into the, the how, because that's kind of a mode. Uh, um, uh, it's, it's a way of thinking of it. So before you go on, can I just speak towards the thing that you mentioned about sometimes you pray to the Father, sometimes yeah. Holy Spirit, sometimes Jesus. I think another thing to take personal inventory over is if you've only always prayed to Jesus or only always prayed to God, but not the Father, etc. I think... You know, I'm not trying to make a theology out of this, but I do think that there is some connection to areas of our heart in the natural that are unhealed. If you have a very difficult relationship with your natural father, maybe it's non-existent or maybe he was abusive. I would think that it might be a little Mm -hmm. harder for you to relate to God, the father. And so maybe your whole life you've just prayed to Jesus And that's okay, but what if you're missing out on something? What if there is a process you can go through with the Lord that brings healing to that area of your heart? I know for me, um, I, I knew that the Lord wanted to do something deeper in my heart related to God as Father when I talked to Him. And so for a long, many years, I shifted and I called Him Papa. It just felt so intimate to me, like... Like I had never called anyone Papa before, and it's basically the English version of Abba. And it sh- it shifted my relationship with God the Father because it went to a whole nother level of intimacy with Him as Papa. Um, and then sometimes people will see a correlation between Jesus and, um, you know, savior just it it god seems a little more safe jesus is more like i actually need you <laughs> like like i need you to be my friend i need you to be my savior i need you to be my lord and if if that's you know an area i would think that most people watching this they have a relationship with jesus and so that's not a hard one for you but for others it's something you can be aware of and then holy spirit sometimes is connected to our relationship with our natural mother And if um, maybe you just had a a very controlling mother or a manipulative mother, some kind of dysfunction there, it might be harder for you to actually connect with, check in with, lean on, be comforted by the Holy Spirit because subconsciously maybe you connect all of that complicatedness to the idea of Holy Spirit. So just something to be aware of. No, and those are... Those are real things. There's 
studies and things have been done on that, that there's, it's something to look at. It's a good sign. It's a good sign for me that I can pray to all three easily go in and out of. And that would be a good sign for you as well. And if you find yourself it's uh, just in one, stuck in one, don't want to call it stuck, but there could be one of these reasons added to the Jesus. If you, if you have a hard time connecting to siblings or friends, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you could find yourself not really wanting to talk to Jesus yeah, as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then, yeah, the one, the father, these are very real things. If, if, yeah, if you feel a blockage with your father, my father never got me, I never connected. And it's like, I just don't get talking to the father. I've literally had people tell me because that they do have a hard time praying to the father because of that. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit, we also want to uh, realize um, it kind of goes with the part two. So I could, I could bring it in as we get to the part two, because they're just over overlapping. Good segue. So, <laughs> good segue. So it's talking to God, but then we found out there's even nuances. Okay. God, the father, God, the son, the God, the Holy Spirit. So even in that simple answer, uh, we learned some things kind of uh, even things we didn't prepare for. We didn't do a lot of preparing. We just knew we were going to um, speak from our hearts and what we've learned as well. But it's it's why. So what is prayer? Talking to God. Why? And obvious answers, but the scripture that quickly comes is without me, you can do nothing. You know, it's not without me, you can do some things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, without me, you can do most things. It's without me, you can do nothing. So if your Christian walk is void of prayer in this kind of way, again, it doesn't have to be sit down, get on your knees, whatever. But if, if, uh, you know, if you have just flat out a prayerless life, then you just really can't live the Christian walk. Without me, you can do nothing. And so then there is something to learn and, and, you know, I think there's part of progressing and maturing in prayer. Again, I mentioned before, there's not going to be a demerit for praying to the wrong one. Even if you're stuck and you can only pray to, I say stuck, Jesus, you're not going to be a demerit. This may be, again, based on even what we just shared, maybe look into if this could be a reason why you have a hard time um, with the other. But there was Jesus himself telling his disciples, I'm not actually using the scripture, but in John, and he said, it's best for you that I go and because if I go, the Father will send the Holy Spirit. I mean, just that right there is just tells you the three of them are not, they're one, but not interchangeable. Yes, yes. You see, I love the way you said that. They're one, but not interchangeable. Yes. And so, and then he's, he's like, and it is better for you that I go, because if I go, I, the Father will send the Holy Spirit and he will be, your counselor, your spirit of truth, your helper. Um, and so Comforter. that, that, but yeah, that word helper just kind of yeah. everything. And so there is something about, um, I don't know if I've thought before, if the, uh, you know, if the Godhead would take insult, if we don't, there's periods of times I would find that I hadn't really interacted with the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, um, you know what? That's specifically why, why Jesus, you know, his conversation, I'm going to go, but the Holy Spirit couldn't come unless I came first and came the way I did. He's going to come. So ignoring the fact that he's specifically the part of the Godhead that's here to help us, yeah. to counsel us, yeah. be our truth, 
comfort us. And so, like, ignore the fact that the Scripture doesn't make them interchangeable, that there is this real defined role who can come. The Holy Spirit could not come and die. The Son had to come and do that, lay his life down. And then the Father will, it's like this whole dynamic is is amazing. So we want to be aware that uh, the Godhead knew we would need help back yeah. to this yeah. thing. Why? We need help. We can say, yeah. without me, you can do nothing, but we, we need help. So it should be literally impossible to process our walk without constant interaction with him. Yeah, and I would I would add to the why as it's the whole point of life <laughs> is a relationship with him. And what kind of relationship do you have that doesn't include conversation, that doesn't include an exchanging of desires? Um, and, you know, my sister Missy was recently doing a teaching on prayer, and I might have her do it on Choose Love, but she talked about prayer being an exchange of desires. And it's where, you know, that's basically, if I think about our relationship and the conversations that we have, a lot of them are that. It's like you expressing to me desires that you have and me expressing to you desires that I have and us figuring them out together, you know, related to anything, what we're going to have for dinner or more serious matters. And God just wants, he wanted an excuse for us to have relationship with him. And so the things that are difficult in life, we know are temporary. So we're not supposed to sweat them, but we are supposed to need him in the midst of them and need that partnership with him so that we can have relationship, intimacy. And, and, and yeah. it's, it's that simple. I did think of um, three quick, quick ideas, like just practical ideas. If if what Johnny and I just were saying about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, like resonated in you, um, and again, we always want to inspire you guys in your own relationship with God. Whether it's you hearing your own prophetic insights, um, you know, this is your own prayer life. And so, one way is obviously to do a deep dive into scripture, like get out a concordance. You can find blueletterbible.org is the one I think you use also. I use that mm -hmm. one, blueletterbible.org. Learn how to use a concordance online. Just go in there and maybe for the next three months or the first three months of next year, take Jesus one month. Father one month and Holy Spirit one month and look up all the scriptures well, that you find on each one of them that helps you know and learn and fall in love with again that specific aspect of God. Um, another thing is um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I did I did that actually last year when I was doing Choose Love uh -huh. um, live every day. I did January, I think was focused on Jesus. Um and then Father, and then Holy Spirit. But if you go back to our YouTube channel and scroll all the way back to the beginning of 2021, um, so it's been almost uh, two years now, um, you should be able yeah. to find like literal, like, you know, 20 episodes for each one of those. And then lastly, um, now I've gone blank on what the idea was. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to remind you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
Okay, it was scripture this. Oh, well, if I think of it, I'll, I'll say it. But If it comes back there. Yeah. So, and we'll probably, you know, digress back into the two first things, even as we go into the third one, because there's, again, overlap there is um, how. So what? It's talking to God. Why? Without me, you can do nothing. There's a helper. There's a comforter. There's a counselor. There's a spirit of truth. And then how? Now, this, that goes into more of these nuances that we're talking about where we can address intercession, we can address, uh, you know, different levels of, that was really good what you said, Missy said, this relational ex exchange, exchange of desires. An exchange of desires. It has to do with a, a word she looked up. I can't remember which one it was. Well, it might be prayer. <laughs> so, and there's different things in scripture we can look at as well, um, because the how he does you know, he, want us, he wants us to learn from the scriptures, even we'll say nuances on that, but there's a part of it's just practical, almost pragmatic, think logically, just like with any relationship anybody has, husband and wife, you can just live all day by, hey, what's the weather? You're talking to each other, but it's like, what's the weather today? What do you want to do? Where do you want to eat? Or you can like, so how's your heart? Is, my wife would teach me years ago. It's like, <laughs> hey, check in with my heart. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> um, he does a good job of that now. <laughs> how's your heart? How's, you know, it's the same way with the Lord. It's not, though, prayer is talking to God. There are levels yeah. of talking. You can go deeper with him. You can be one who considers him uh, first. You know, there there is kind of... Uh, a revelation in scripture, even on how you approach, whether it's through worship, praising him, uh, there's coming through his presence with thanksgiving and there's courts with praise. Like it's first about him. You praise him. You thank him. You don't just come with your list. Like if, if your relationship of prayer is just desperate lists all the time, it's okay. He, he meets you where you're at. It's like, she'll talk to me if I only ask about the weather and tell her who won the sports, you know. Uh, who, pretend who, to be interested. Pretend to be interested and things <laughs> like that. But there, there is an invitation to go deeper with that. And there's, you know, I believe we, we find there are experts in prayer all over. Those yeah. who have dedicated their lives, there's the ones who give themselves 24-7, even if it's for... Um, uh, not that they do it 24-7, but they're part of 24-7 ministries. And they'll yeah. have a, a slot there. And they've endeavored to um, to take this deeper, you know, to just even be known as prayer warriors or intercessors or whatever. And you can tell, you will just say, we've learned a part of advancing relationally with the Lord and is where you get to uh, in this interchange of desire is when you realize that, you know, God is not a robot. He's not unfeeling. And he's not unfeeling, like, if it bothers you that somebody is suffering or died or there's human trafficking, and if your God is one's, like, above it all, like, you don't really, you don't really know him well. Because if it bothers you, you're made in his image. That's right. And, and he does have the ability simultaneously to be in tears, you know, it showed us in the person of Jesus. That's right. Jesus wept. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, so he wept in his in his connection with the people. It's like yeah. this this is sad. He 
he feels it. He, yeah. he felt the loss. And so Jesus wept. And so, but he can feel, you know, he's rejoicing. He's able to see the whole world, the whole universe and experience it. And so he has things that are causing him uh, high level joy and high level uh, tears at all times. But he's able, he's the perfect balance. So he, he doesn't live in depression about the things that are going on. Just what we've discovered in the last two years of all the suffering going on in this world and all the intentional enslaving of people. It's been overwhelming to find out, but he's he didn't just discover this when we did. He right. knew this the whole time. So there is something about even coming to him and asking him, how's your heart? How are you with all this? And just being asked, like we don't have an ability in our minds, like how can we you know, calm or soothe or encourage the Godhead in that kind of way. But just to ask that kind of question yeah. and to do that first before you just pile on your desperate list to him, that's taking prayer. That's the how to prayer that really is taking you to a, a, a deeper place with him that he can only uh, appreciate. And that is a place where I also get stuck in this idea of prayer is because there's always been this part of me that's like, he already knows everything. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to tell him or ask him? And, you know, I'll vacillate also between he's going to do what he's going to do because there's been plenty of times where I've asked him a lot and he didn't answer the way I wanted him to. Or, you know, it's all on me and I feel like I got to, I got to ask. And if I don't ask, if I don't, cancel something that I hear that's negative <laughs> or if I don't like, like hyper vigilant, you know, and, and it's somewhere in between because it is that relational part. And what comes to mind um, is Jesus, you know, he is at the garden of Gethsemane. He's with his buddies and he knows going into that, um, that death process, he knows what's ahead of him. And he, that's why he's, you know, praying to the point in conversation with the father to he's sweating drops of blood and he knows how frail more than anybody knew how frail these men, these friends and disciples of his were. And yet he was disappointed in them. He was like, can you can't just you can't just stay up with me and pray with me for like one hour. Can you, could you not tarry bit? one hour? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just please stay with me. And that shows us the heart of our God. Jesus, in my opinion, just as much as he came to give his life as a sacrifice and pay the price for us, just as much he came to show us what God the father is like. And that shows us in that moment what the father is like. Like he he wants us to grieve with him over things. We think, well, we want him to grieve with us. Well, he's grieving. So he's he, he's he's like, let's grieve together over this, even though we know where this is all headed and it's headed towards victory. And, you know, it's mourn with those who mourn. And um Yeah. And so it's okay to like be in the trenches with God and, yeah. and to sometimes we can have a tendency to just go to him when we know how to say it right, or we've figured it out in our own heart. And it doesn't feel so complicated and messy, or we know exactly what we want to ask of him. And so 
we we figure things out and then we go to him and he wants the mess he wants the complicated he wants to process it with us and and there's no wrong way to pray right there's no wrong way to pray but there is this part of humility part of desiring to more uh, to mature more in our yeah. prayer interaction with yeah. him this thing of studying into it looking into it more you know there's if we just go straight to the, the scriptures we're kind of referring to scriptures without actually opening opening the bible there is um actually i'll open the bible so that it's there i believe i had it set up here in james chapter five um and actually i'll fill in to even start with verse 14 of james chapter five is anyone sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him so even in right there it's just like yeah when you when you defer to what elizabeth says can be the tendency well he knows he's going to do what he wants to do he's like you're ignoring things that are actually laid out for you. So it's like if somebody's sick, call for the elders of the church. We also know we can all pray for the sick and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So what we're going to go into a little bit here is like, okay, technique versus just who you are doing it. And I'm going to say up front that, you know, who you are relationally to him matters more than technique. But the way technique or the matter, the manner you go about praying also speaks into your honoring and respecting the desire to grow in prayer with them. So they're, they're, they're related. So you can't just say, well, he knows he knows who I am, so I'm going to do it. So there is something about becoming a, a student of prayer and how you approach God and what he says. And you look at scriptures such as this, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith. So we now see that's a whole conversation, another hour we could do. Because if it's just technique, and it does, because it doesn't say, and prayer will save the sick. It's the prayer of faith. And so how do you have the of faith part is a whole nother discussion. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. So there's pray for one another is an instruction from the Lord as well. And so if you find all prayers are only about your desperate, immediate need, you say you're at least, you know, your first, again, no prayer is bad, but there are things that are like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, and you want to progress, you want to advance, you want to mature with it. And in this particular line, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And then it goes into, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. So it's saying a lot right there as well. Elijah was a man, so he was just like, he was like, well, he was the prophet. No, he's, he was just a man. Yeah, he was a prophet, but it was, it's, it's trying to dumb down you saying, well, it's, uh, you know, it's, that's Elijah. Elijah was a man with a nature like your own. So he's like, Whatever, however Elijah could touch me, you could touch me the same way. Right. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. It did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So it's telling you the power of even one person 
who can touch God. And there's an invitation. It's like not trying to say, you know, yeah, Elijah was a special prophet. He was this high end. So yeah, you, you can't do that, but you can do something. No, it's throwing that, that out there as your potential with prayer, what you can do. So it's another reason to value prayer because it's laid out as kind of kingdom atomic power that comes out. But it doesn't just say prayer avails much. That I think we've seen some equivalent of that. There's people put on the refrigerator or, or what. It's like prayer, people of prayer, but it's effective. So you want to pray effective prayers and effective can go into what we're talking about, honoring him, approaching him the correct uh, way, thinking of him first, uh, fervent prayer of a righteous man. We know with the, the fervent part, we, we have this example of Elijah. It tells him how he goes and prays for rain to come back. And there's like, there was an insistence of seven times sending the servant. So it's insisting. And then it talks about him putting his head between uh, his legs, like, you know, a mom in childbirth kind of would do. And so there's, there is like intensely going after it. It's not throwaway prayers. So yeah, not all prayers are equal for all kinds of reasons. Who you are, how deep you're willing to go with it, and and how much you're willing to honor him and 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 his guidelines for advancing in prayer. And I think it's 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 knowing his heart well enough to appeal to his heart and appealing to different aspects of his nature that you know. Um, you saw that over and over again with Jesus, people that would come to him and ask for something. And then in the parables, you know, you have people that hid their talents or whatever because they falsely accused God. Like, I was scared of you because I thought you were this way. And I think there's an aspect of like, understanding, how do I say this? It's just like with you and I, um, I'll get in a, a routine or a rut because I'm kind of like a routine type person. I, I like familiarity and routine and I just kind of get things done and I forget sometimes to check back in with you because you in previous years didn't care about certain decisions I made about things. For example, like when he was working more outside the home, he didn't care as much about the decisions that I made, you know, in the home, how I decorated or organized things or whatever. And he would come home and just be excited and surprised. Oh, I like what you did. But I've realized lately. <laughs> I've become more domestic a, all of a sudden, haven't I? He cares a little more. And so I got like lazy in checking in with him on certain things. And I realized, oh, like he, I, I need to learn that he's not where he was before. And it's, I think in a similar way, it's that way with the Lord. As we mature and grow in our relationship with him, there are things that he maybe he he was okay with before that he's not okay with now. I remember years ago when I was angry with God and it was like beating on his chest. Well, if that was the extent of our relationship, like how close would we be if every day I just beat on God's chest, even though he can take it? There's a, you know, even last night I was concerned about something when I was trying to fall asleep and I just felt the Holy Spirit just kind of nudge me. You you need to thank me for anything you can think of right now because that's where, what's going to get you out of 
this um, spiral that you're in mm -hmm. that's like self-absorbed. And so I just fell asleep just thinking of anything and everything that I could thank him for. And and I, it didn't feel rote. It felt like... No, I was in, inspired at that moment by the Holy Spirit. He's teaching you something there. Yeah, and but I didn't just like make a list disconnected from him. Yeah. Any more than I would come up to you and say, thank you for, you know, thank you for doing this. Thank you that you did that. Thank you. That. No, right. it's like, I, I want to like connect with your yeah. heart while I'm saying it. I want to have eye contact. And it's not that, yes, there is a right and wrong way to communicate with you, but I think of it more as a better way to communicate with yeah. you. Like there is a more connected way. Yeah. And, um, and that's what we want to grow in, in our prayer life with God is finding that better and more connected way to dialogue with him. That's really good. So I'm going to read, um, a well-known scripture, another one on prayer, and we can uh, look into that again. There's sort of a manner. This is the way there's a recommended, uh, way of praying from scripture itself. And it's Jesus in his first message. He kind of lays out the model prayer. We find out in another part there, it's like when even when he sends the disciples out, they rejoice because the demons, they have authority over the demons and all that. And immediately after that, they say, you know, they're healing the sick and they're casting out demons. Teach us to pray. So there's like just his disciples saying that. And we understand they were young men and they had only the Pharisee, Sadducee, high priest model of these, you know, uh, pompous um, public mm -hmm. prayers, like, and they realize he's got something else going on, his source. And so there is something about teach us to pray. So we yeah. were saying it's simple, but it's a simple thing, just like communication simple. But there is there is a nuanced progression yeah. in that that's important. That you learn and you grow get. in. So he says, verse 5 of Matthew 6, and when you pray... Again, not if you pray, when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say you, they have their reward. They have the reward of people saying, oh, wow, look how dedicated they are. And that's kind of goes into what I was saying. The disciples like teach us to pray. That's the model. What we've thought was prayer is when you're in a public place, you stand and you make these, you know, pompous uh, declarations, I say pompous, they're, they're, they're going to be uh, silver tongued, if, if not pompous. It's like you don't, you didn't pray without it being something that would tickle the ears of people around you. That was just even uh, the philosophy, the Greek philosophy dominance of the day. But when you pray, go into your room. This was a new model I hadn't heard of. And when you have shut your door, Pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Well, there's so much to, to extract from that too. Even though we say we can talk to him all day, I believe Paul and other places pray without ceasing. Yeah. And that used to be, well, how can you never get anything done? Easiest thing now. That's kind of me. It's get online. We have computer, computer lingo we've learned and there's like getting online. You get online with him first thing in the day. That's you right. stay online That's right. with him for... Message, you know, ding. It's yeah. like you're looking at your phone all the time. So yeah. you, you stay with him. There's a praying without ceasing. Yeah. And so that's valid. That's a model. That's, it wouldn't be possible if Paul didn't say so. Mm -hmm. But then he also says, you know, there are times to pull aside that's right. for prayer. There's a time where you need to go to your room, yeah. shut the door. 
He did say, for those of you saying you can only pray to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, pray to your Father. But of course, that was also before he sent uh, the Holy Spirit up to us. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. Kind of goes into what Elizabeth uh, just saying. There's like, uh, you know, I want to thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you. Just checking. Like, and we can do that. You know, we, it's, it happens most frequently probably for many of us in our experience, past experiences at the dinner table or something. We're thanking him for the food. And there, we, we have these, I mean, we grew up with God is great and God is good. And we thank you for this food. By your hands, we all are fed. Thank, thank you, Lord, for, for daily, daily bread. bread. Amen. <laughs> and so it's like, okay. And if you can, he's like, well, yeah, you checked it off. We prayed. We thanked him for uh, food. You didn't even connect with him. Um, and we're not trying to be overly critical. It's better than not stopping, we'll say, and, and not having something in you that wants to take a pause and moment and thank him for the fact that you are being provided for a meal. So it's it's all good in that kind of way. But, um, they but would there's be, better. There's better. It's, it's just deeper. the same way in relationship husband and wife, if, if uh, yeah, you have that kind of repeat, same kind of interaction, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning, good morning, wife, good morning, husband. It was so good sleeping beside you all night. And <laughs> I hope we have a good day today. And you do that every single morning. And it's like, it would, and probably quicker with the woman. I'm, a guy would go with that for a while, but <laughs> the woman would be, Oh, really? You're going to do that again? Um, there's something about, you know, vain repetitions. Yeah. And so vain repetitions can't be considered being obedient. But for they think they will be heard. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. And it really was the heathen. It was the pagan. It was the religious people as well. But they were worshiping other idols. For they think they will be heard for their many words. Isn't that interesting? For they think they will be heard for their many words. Um, therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. That's what Elizabeth said. Sometimes that could tangle her. Well, if you already know what I have need of, why am I doing so? He's, one reason is because he says to. He's like, I already know. But how will you know you had an answered prayer if you don't ask me for it? I just do it, and you never acknowledge me. You never say, uh, you know. There, so you think of it in that way. Though, though he does know what you have need of, um, uh, and it doesn't mean you need to ask for every single thing you expect from him or like, I'm not going to get it because he likes to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or do. So, and we find that out all the time. We're praying over here and then all of a sudden this blessing comes from the side. This way he's taking care of us from the side. But here's the prayer. Uh, pray this way, in this manner. It's interesting, verse nine. In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. Yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. We have, I think, Elizabeth in our Rainbow God book. Really, there's many pages that go on line by line. At the line. end of each chapter on the different mountains, I teach into the connection between each aspect of who God is and the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. The obvious one would be like our father. So that would be the mountain of family. Um, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That would be the mountain of economy. Um, 
the lead us not into temptation, but delivers from evil. That is the mountain of arts and entertainment. There's just so much perversion in there, etc. And so there's a little teaching in there. That book is not available in print right now, but you can get it as a download and you can also get it from Audible. It's an audio book that we recorded together. Rainbow God, the seven colors of love. Yeah. But it's, again, there is, I think the Lord does want us to, I feel his heart, the Holy Spirit, even now, it's good that we've taken up this topic and subject. We may have gotten, uh, I say we as the body of Christ, um, well, some, some may have gotten lax in it and some may have, uh, out of desperation and out of panic at seeing the evil, there's, we're Warfare. praying, but we're going right to, we're going right to, uh, the issue, the, the prayer request us personally or what affects us. And there is the whole nuance of it all. He wants us uh, reconnected mm -hmm. to. And it's, but it's all about our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Yeah. And that hallowed be your name's his reputation, his name being restored right, on the earth. And right. then your kingdom come. Yeah. We're praying. So everything about our prayer life should be in some way conducive um, towards his kingdom coming, That's the right. rule and reign of God on earth in our own lives. Because mm -hmm. we, we, yeah, when you're praying for the kingdom and ministry, you're not praying for something. That's part of the whole seven mountain thinking as you even were just hitting upon it. The, the seven mountain processing is that he wants everything. He's available for everything. He wants to affect everything. He has solutions for everything. And you can't talk about ministry as oh, I went to a church and spoke. I went on the mission field to Africa and, and think of that differently than ministry in your family, to your family, as a family, all that, all that kind of way. Um, we can, you know, apply it to how you work, your, your income that comes from there and all that. So, um, and, and as we're getting close to winding up about this for a moment, Elizabeth, of course, if you get redirect in the other direction, um, as it relates to the seven mountains, that's why we, in, you know, I have been asked by the prayer movement in years past. It seems like you're diminishing um, your, the Seven Mountain Message. We're afraid that it's diminishing the prayer assignment. So I just want to address that for a second because it is important. And it's what I was even speaking to these leaders of the prayer movement, um, who I appreciate what they've done and where they've been. But for a season, there was um, an assumption and I'll say an overemphasis on prayer to the point of we're going to get it all done. We're going to fulfill the kingdom assignment, uh, pulling into our room in our closet or in a 24-7 prayer room. Through intercession. Through intercession, through prayer, through decree, through praise. It gets a lot done. But my point, and so this one I won't back off of, and I have the perfect picture from Scripture, is that prayer is meant to accompany boots on the ground. Everywhere the sole of your feet tread, you'll see that throughout Joshua 1 as he's being told the promised land. It wasn't like, y'all go to your tents and pray for the walls of Jericho to go down. There was like everywhere the soles of your feet. There's, there's bringing the kingdom into the nine to five world through being there. And so there is this... this uh, the law of proximity, the kingdom of God begins to show up. The walls of Jericho do not fall by them having enough faith, uh, you know, before they cross the Jordan River. Uh, the walls of Jericho come become, they, they come with an intent to overthrow the walls. 
And out of that, yes, it's so it's because it's a corrective, because we were, we'll say, a little overbound, we're over here, and we had to bring it more center. It could look like it's an anti prayer thing, but it's not. And so, the, the quickly, the picture in scripture, uh, I, I could point it out, but you all will know the, the story. It's where the children of Israel are at war, <clears throat> they're fighting. And it says Moses is on the mountaintop. And then it has the sons of her there. They says they hold his hands up. And whenever his hands are up, they're winning the battle. Mm -hmm. And whenever his hands are down, they're losing. People see, see, it's all about prayer. Yes, but just, just think about what we're just saying. Joshua is in the battle, on the battlefield. If they're not coordinating the prayer with the battlefield, if they're not coordinating your kingdom come with actual steps, mm -hmm. All they're doing there is exercise. I say, I say that you know they're just doing this. It wouldn't matter. So that's that's what we want to. Um, what, that's what we want to be a good takeaway as it relates to thinking through the seven mountains. Is no prayer an absolute must? Without him, we can do nothing. Pray without ceasing. Learn to be instructed how to reach his heart, touch his heart, how to think about him in the process. And, and all that. And, and Elizabeth and I, she, she may want to add to this as well. We have found it valuable to, um, we, we have a prayer team that, um, that we have. We have know, intercessors. Yeah, that would be. That pray for us in our ministry. Intentional intercessors and, and, and we pay them something for it. But having said that, it's, it, this we is. We support them financially. <clears throat> They, it's an exchange. Yes. It's an exchange for, for their time. <clears throat> but um, so by saying that, we're saying we validate that. Yeah. But here's something else I've been known to say. You can't sub out your prayer life. Now, if you understand the way we've been talking about prayer, it's talking to God and talking to God and growing in your communication with him. You understand there's no such thing as subbing out your prayer life. But what happens, the reason we did, and this is just in the last year or two, right, Elizabeth, is uh, we've always had... Um, you know, our moms and people close to us and um, as inter intercessors and those who prayed for us. Um, and we're committed to praying ourselves and walking in that. But there is there's a place where you realize you're becoming more of a target. If you become more visible, your, your, your head shows up a little bit too much on the scene. There are things in the last two years that have made us more uh, more of a target and being aware of a, uh, out of that target, there is, you know, there's warfare and there's practical ramifications on, on ourselves, on the family and different things. So we're like, you know what, we need some help and we need some help from people who have uh, these people that we're talking about. They, they take prayer very seriously. They've studied it. They look into it. They want to please God. They know his heart They're They become experts at the art of praying as it relates to, we don't want to just call it an art of praying, but it's, it's like they've delved into all the things we're talking, talking about. And to have them with, with this kind of mature understanding of prayer, praying for you on a regular basis, reporting to you what they felt the Lord was saying and doing and how to cover you. That's so we, yeah, as lead seven mountain voices and names, we have that. So I don't know if that helps you be validated because there is some uh, some thought in the body of Christ, and I'll, I'll stop to let Elizabeth jump in here, is that, you know, there are prayers and there's doers, and we have too many prayers, we need some doers. 
oh, we, we probably need the doers to do more praying. We need the prayers to do more doing. Or it can work, you know, in, in the kind of way we're, we're talking about is where um, I think where you do get a heart for the assignment more is in some way participating with society, somehow showing up on the mountain. It just helps you. You naturally gravitate towards, you're going to pray. If you go into, uh, you know, into particularly higher places on the mountain of influence, we'll say of the whatever, you realize the opposition is tremendous. And so you're like, you pray out of sheer help, uh, God, you realize you're in, in, in over, over your head. But we're just trying to cover all, all these, all these bases and in, in this, in this conversation. But Elizabeth, jump in there. I just want to, um, express value for the prayer movement. And we decided ahead of time, we weren't going to say specific names and ministries, but just because you may be aware of some that are different than the ones that we're aware of and have had relationship with. But so generally speaking, I just want to say I have such value. Number one, it's not, intercession is not an area, as I said before, that I've felt particularly anointed for. Um, and so I admire it. I admire people that that know how to stay in the presence of the Lord until they feel something shift in the yeah. spirit realm. Yeah. I admire the authority that um, that they have gained by sheer intimacy with the Lord and um, listening to what he speaks to them or even just taking scriptural promises and things that were told in scripture and praying those. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I truly believe that where we are right now as a nation, the good things that are happening behind the scenes and the things that we're about to break forward into, that's actually going to allow us to, to have more serious impact in the seven mountains, I believe is a direct result of the prayer movement. Now that doesn't mean that there weren't mistakes made along the way. It doesn't mean that um, there were some not that there weren't some things maybe out of balance. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that that in our immaturity, the father takes it and he um it's it's incense before his throne. And even if we pray the wrong things, he's just loving that we're looking to him mm -hmm. and we're asking for his intervention and his difference, you know? And so I, I know that from my perspective, there was a time where there was a generation of young adults who in the prayer movement maybe pulled so much out of society to just, you know, what they thought would be a lifetime of prayer. And then maybe they realized, and again, I'm generalizing here, like I, there's something more God has for me in this. And I think the more is what you said, um, where we learn, like we've learned this with our intercessors that, that we have relationship with that there's a new anointing that has come on them as intercessors because now they pray for people that are in the mountains. Yeah, that's really We good. happen to be in the mountain of religion, but they're... They, well, all mountains, but yeah, primarily, but... That's that's our voice is... is yeah. Is our message is carried on the mountain of religion. And from that, it impacts the other mm -hmm. mountains, I would say. But... Um, 
our intercessors they have felt a new anointing in their own yeah, emphasis of prayer and intercession in recent years because they've connected it with people that are in business and people that are in arts and entertainment and people like us that are on the mountain of religion. And so it's like the, the fuel and the car, the vehicle. So we have a vehicle that's trying to get somewhere and accomplish something, but we needed that fuel. We needed the the prayer energy behind it. And, you know, we've met and connected with people in all different mountains that felt the same way. Like they knew they needed, um, they needed that prayer covering and the, um, I think true intercessors and, um, and even just in, in our personal prayer lives, as we grow and mature in them, true intercessors learn how to listen as much, if not more than they learn what to say in the presence of God. For sure. And, and there's something that happens exponential when you listen. And that listening is just as much a part of communication as speaking. It's, it's more for the advanced those advanced in intercession, it's more a sign of maturity in there is, is the understanding is like, it's not, did I say it just right? How many words can I, it's like, did you, did you hear? I remember we had, you know, um, who was kind of lead intercessor in our church for many, many years. And that was her whole teaching whole thing. And what she did with her, the intercessors was learning how to hear his heart, getting still enough to hear his heart on the matter. And again, we're seeing these nuances of maturity um, and degrees of being able to mature in this interaction with the Lord in this very super important, vital aspect of our Christian walk. Yeah, and and listening, it 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 causes your heart to come into alignment with the heart of God. And then when you, as you've taught so many times in the prophetic. When you speak what God is saying, then something powerful happens. It's as if God himself were saying it. Yeah. And so I think even in our, just circling this all back around to our personal prayer lives, the importance of um, learning how to sit and just be with God. It's huge. You know, sometimes that's, that's the case in any relationship. You just yeah. need to learn how to just be together without, without having to do something. Like yeah. you don't have to have the TV going. You don't have to have the equivalent of that maybe in prayers. You don't have to have worship music or you don't have to have scripture or your prayer list request list. Yeah. It can just be like, all right, you know, in the stillness of your car, I'm just going to choose to tune everything else out right now and just listen. I don't even know what I'm listening for, but yeah. where you begin to trust the nuances of your what you perceive and and that faith part, the 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 fervent effectual prayer, prayer of a righteous of man. a righteous man avails much. And but what was the scripture you said about faith um, in prayer? Oh. And the prayer of faith will heal the, the sick. The prayer of faith, you know, will heal the sick. Well, we're not just trying to heal the sick. We're trying to, in the seven mountain mandate, we are called um, the kingdom mandate. In other words, we are called to heal everything Society, that's broken, yeah. all the systems that are broken and broken people around us and broken relationships and heal the sick. 
And so in that, that faith component to me is, is, um, getting still in his presence and, and remembering who he is. When I remember who he is, I ask things differently of him because I see him once again as he loves us. He's kind. He looks for opportunities for mercy rather than judgment. He's powerful. There's nothing he can't do. Okay. Now that I remember who you are, yeah, I can, I, I know how to ask better because I'm not, I'm not begging him to do something for me. I'm connecting to the bigger kingdom assignment yep. that you talked about. That bigger kingdom assignment is, of course, you want to give us a solution for this. Of course, you want to provide supernaturally over the top generous for this. Of course, you want to heal this person because they have some kingdom assignments to finish. You know, you you connect. It's it turns from just just being this prayer request list, heal Sally and get Sally's dad a job and all that to. Um, you know, a kingdom reason for Sally to get better, a kingdom reason for her dad to get the job he's supposed to have because it it, it pulls our perspective up and it, it fulfills the way that Jesus told us to pray. Um, you start in this intimate place of my father who's in heaven. I worship you. I see your nature. I know I'm aligning my heart with the truth of who you are and how powerful you are. Let your kingdom, like you go from that to your kingdom come because it's his kingdom that is an answer to everything. Mm-hmm. His is the king's better ways for yeah. everything. And it's his nature and his character and, and the truth of him being seen in the earth. So even back to just another full circle, back to the whole prayer movement thing, I I just want to bless intercessors and those of you that are a part of what we think of as the prayer movement and say thank you for learning in the trenches in the presence of God. And, um, and I pray that you are able to see the fruit of your labors. Maybe, maybe it's the opposite of what you prayed. Maybe you spent years, maybe you're one who spent years praying for Jesus's return, you know, when you realize now I should have been praying for um, the kingdom of God to manifest in every area of culture. And that's okay. Like he was training you, he was teaching you and, and every every bit of whatever we pour out in the presence of God, um, he translates for us to, to what it needed to be. And we've learned and we are learning. And I believe the Lord is merging these two kind of streams and emphasis together. And we see it, you know, in our own relationship with our own intercessors. And we might put a, a link um, I will put a link in the the description to the website of the the intercessors that we personally use. Um, they don't say yes to everyone, um, and they will pray about who they're supposed to walk with in that way. But especially if you have um, a company or a ministry, an organization, a business. Um, or you're someone in a place of influence, these are the kind of people that you're going to want to pull in close to you and 
have um, an intentional relationship with. Yeah, no, that's so good. So good. Well, Elizabeth, I think we're, I think it's right where we're supposed to, uh, right where we're supposed to end. And really, we could easily, I can see, even uh, come back another time and, and go another um, another level of this. But I think we covered, I just feel really good, uh, the Holy Spirit helped us cover the bases we, we need to. So I just want to um, just pray with y'all. We'll just do a little short prayer here as as we close. Of course, you can add something to if you want. Elizabeth, you ready for that? Go for it. All right. Lord, we just thank you for this time together. And Lord, we just thank you that we do have this incredible privilege and we can call it an assignment and an ordinance from heaven, but it's a privilege um, to be able to talk to the king of the universe mm-hmm. and and to be able to appeal to your heart and to be able to um, even receive that's what a testimony is, is, is someone who's reached out in a conversation in a heart to heart with the father and then received what's known as a solution on earth as it is in heaven. We just thank you for for that, for who you are. Lord, we do thank you for those who have really paid the price in prayer and have sought to go deeper with you, Lord. I'm just aware even of so many um, uh, intercessors that really know how to do, as Elijah did, this, this birthing and releasing in the spirit where they actually, they feel gripped by uh, as it were, uh, spiritual birth pains, as they're called to contend for, um, or to to release whatever that uh, prayer prayer need is, and uh, Lord, just let there be a fresh anointing even right now on all those who who do that, Lord, and let them even uh, as a sign of it right now, Lord, just let them even feel just as it were a pressure coming in into into um, their midsection, their stomach section, Lord, just that. Uh, like this, Lord, that intercession, fresh intercession. I just see you pouring even, Lord, this oil of uh, intercessory grace on maybe even some new ones who have, haven't done it before. Let that be released now for such a time as this, Lord, for such a time as now when your kingdom is to be showcased and revealed on planet Earth as never before. Lord, we just thank you for, as Elizabeth was saying, maybe some had been steered to to pray prematurely for Jesus to return when we see, you know, you said, pray like this, your kingdom come. And uh, we know it's in the Father's, it's under under his guidelines. It says even the Son doesn't know when Jesus is to be returned. So uh, based on that, you know, we see that what you're asking of us is to agree in prayer for the kingdom, for the manifestation, the revealing of the sons and daughters of the king, showcasing your goodness, your kindness, your solutions in every area of society, that which we would also call the seven mountain mandate, to showcase you and your capabilities, your presence, your influence, your power in every sector of society, the nine to five world, not just in church settings. Thank you, Lord, for that. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I just want to pray um, for those of you that have had just, you've just felt kind of disconnected from God and your prayer life, your conversations with God just feel so one-sided and you almost feel silly when you try to talk to him. Mm. And I just want to bless you and, and God, I ask that you would, um, through your Holy Spirit, would you teach teach them how to pray, teach them how to have those conversations with you. And, and God, I know that 
that our relationships with you are not built on feelings, but certainly feelings matter and they, they affect us. And so God, where there is um, a disconnect and a distance that, that is felt, I ask God that you would replace it just, just from this day forward with a sense of your nearness, a sense of you speaking and, and them have faith to believe that those things that they they think just might be you that that they would believe that it is you that you are there you are listening you are speaking you are communicating with them in ways that their heart can receive it and god we just ask for all of us that our prayer life our communication with you would just go to a whole new place you're doing new things in the earth you're doing new things in our lives and we ask you to do new things in our um, conversations with yeah. you. Teach us, teach us how to pray, teach us how to be with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right. See you next week on Up for Discussion. Yes, we will.